Welcome to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. I'm Molly, a former skeptic turned full-time energy healer and teacher. And I'm Madison, a born and raised witch running my family's crystal shop. And we're here to explore all things woo through the lens of both science and spirituality so that you can find the moments of magic in your everyday life and create an intentional spiritual practice. So if that's what you're into, find a cozy spot, take a deep breath, and let's demystify some magic. Howdy doody. Howdy doody. I love that that's just become our vernacular. That's us. <laughs> Welcome to the Howdy Duty gang. We are a Howdy Duty podcast, <laughs> and that's just how it works. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Hi, Molly. How are you? <laughs> uh, I am Howdy Duty doing. How are you? <laughs> Me too. I am so tired. I'll tell you all about it in my magic moment, but it's been a big weekend. Yeah. And oh my God, I still feel so overwhelmed. And I feel like I'm like coming down from like running a marathon or something. You are. Yeah. Pretty much an energetic marathon. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited for today's episode because if you listen to the pod for a while, you know that this is the avenue that I almost always take in my practice. All of my examples are protection related. And today (laughs) we are doing some low effort protection rituals. So we are very in my wheelhouse. We are very in my zone of genius, my zone of comfort. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about protection today. I've been waiting for somebody to ask for it on the edge of my seat. Let me get on my soapbox (laughs) 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 about my protection rituals. But first, Molly, what was your magic moment this week? You were my magic moment this week. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So for context, I've been doing a play in a cemetery for the last two and a half weeks. I do this every year. It's a historic play. It's written by a local playwright every year. It's a different play. And it's a fundraiser for the nonprofit that cares for the cemetery, which is Portland's oldest cemetery. And so I do it every year. And it involves a lot of sitting in the dark alone with my thoughts And (laughs) we were out there on the last full moon, the eclipse full moon, and I had a download come through that was sort of like something I've been, it was like on the tip of my tongue for years. And this is like an offering that I wanted to put out into the world. And I wanted to have a way for folks to work with me individually in a more accessible way outside of like my one-on-one sessions outside of my Reiki training that I could have available potentially year round. And so I got this download that came in and I kind of sat with it. I noodled it. And then I started to talk myself out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I was like, I was like, wow, this divine inspiration that I want to follow immediately. And then I was like, Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll workshop it for a little longer. <laughs> and so I reached out to you, Madison, a couple of days ago, and I said, "Do you want to do a trade, a Reiki session for a reading, and help me get clarity on whether I should do this thing or whether I should do some of the other options that I I had come up with, um, not in a divine inspired way?" And you did a reading for me that was so poignant and so like it was so much confirmation and the best part was okay so here was the here was the magic moment part was my character in the show basically survived two of the four times that portland burned down that was like the story we were telling is like resurgence in the the different burnings of portland my character survived two of them and 
she talked about how Portland adopted the symbol of the phoenix as a symbol of resurgence. And that's that was like a big part of my monologue. And you, at the end of this reading, pulled the phoenix card. And I was literally, I think my exact response was, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> like Before you even read like the meaning of the card, I was like, okay, all right, this is what we're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Um, I'm happy to announce that full body energy readings are available now. So the link will be in the show notes. I can only do a few of them each week. So I'll be opening them up on Tuesdays when the podcast drops for the week. So if you want to grab one, essentially, I will be tuning into your energy remotely to help you release tension that may have been stuck in the body to get a clear understanding of how your body is storing emotions and energy so that you can release it and let it go. Woo! Woo! That reading was also a magic moment for me. There is, I don't do readings professionally anymore, and I don't really read people very often. And so now, it's become where it's also a lot easier for me, I think, to read for strangers because when someone I know and love asks me for a reading, I can feel like my tummy drop Mm. of like, oh God, I have to perform for this person. (laughs) And obviously that's not what reading is, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I have to blow this person's socks off because they know me. Yeah. (laughs) And it was so energetically seamless and easy. And it reminded me how much I love and miss doing that mm-hmm. and opened me up to some downloads that were so fun and exciting. And I got to talk to your Nana yep. <laughs> through that reading. Good old Nana came out swinging. I got to meet your Nana. So I'm very thankful to have been a part of your magic moment. Thank you. You were also the first person I did full body energy reading. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is also true. It was literally like the other day I was like, hey, can I do this thing for you just, mm-hmm. just to see how it goes? And uh, and then I was like, hmm, that's, uh, that's what I've been <laughs> trying to figure uh-huh. out for the last yep. couple of years. <laughs> and I had a great time. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So link, link is in the show notes if you want to scroll down and check that out. I would love to read for you. Madison, what was your magic moment? Though I, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. <laughs> you are also a part of my magic moment this week. This is so tender. My mom and I store the Healing Hedge, which turned two years old this past Friday, November 3rd. And the absolute outpouring of love and support. And like, it was really just a testament to the community. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying. Um, <laughs> You're crying. It was really just such a testament to the community that has like gathered in this space. I wrote about it a little bit on Instagram. I got I got tender on the Instagram, which is not my usual forte, but I feel so held and seen and valued by the community that exists in that place. And people who listen to this fucking podcast came to my store <laughs> and said hi and were excited to meet me. It was really the best. We have never been so busy in our online store. And that is so much because of you, Molly. Molly gave an ad that you could not pay for. (laughs) Like there is no marketing budget in the world that could pay for what Molly did for free. Like the, the excitement and the passion with which you talk about the things that I make. There are no words for what that kind of shit means to me. Um, And so if you follow the store on Instagram. 
if you have been on our website, if you came to the store, if you sent a message to the Demystify Magic Instagram saying congratulations, if you bought something, holy shit, thank you so much. Like genuinely, I feel overwhelmed with how how well this place has been received. And just know that I don't take it for granted that the things that I make have a space in your practice. That means a lot to me. And I might have to re-record this without crying. <laughs> I'm crying. I want to echo all of those sentiments because like I am like this whole weekend, I was swelling with that same gratitude because everyone showed up for you. Like I got to see my bestie just like crush her goal, feel so supported, feel so like, I, I don't know. I feel like all year you've been talking about stepping out of this sidecar energy and stepping into your main character moment and really owning your power and owning mm-hmm. the fact that what you do makes an impact on people and helps people. And I feel like this was like such a testament to that. And it's just been such an honor to be a part of that journey and to watch you shine and to watch people show up for you. Like, honestly, like makes my heart swell. Like I I feel that same energetic, just like gratitude for everyone for supporting you because I just love you so much. No, I love you. There were multiple, <laughs> multiple instances where people bought one of everything in entire lines. Like I sent one of every candle to someone. I sent one of every oil to someone. Like our back room is looking sparse. <laughs> I've got a busy week uh, restocking that situation and I just can't believe um oh hi woody or no you're not woody you're hercules sorry oh god, Jesus. Oh god. Sorry. they're interrupting oh, this tender moment like, oh god these dogs they said attention not on me so sorry <laughs> anyways that's my magic moment this week sorry to be so emotional i promise to reel it in <laughs> Let's dive into this. Let's talk about protection rituals. This was actually requested. Someone DM'd me after listening to the cleansing episode and asked for this. And I was like, holy cow, how have we not done this yet? Yeah, I can't believe. And how are we not immediately recording it upon receiving that message? (laughs) I was so excited about it. I know. (laughs) So let's talk about what it is, why we do it, and then we can get into the how. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, let's do it. So protection can feel like a very... I think people get the misunderstanding that it's like assuming the defensive, you know, Mm. or that it's like putting you in a position of thinking that you're in danger all of the time. I see a lot of people kind of be like, you know, it's bold to think that that many people are coming after you, that you need so much protection. And that really isn't how I see it. Protection for me, obviously, yes, I keep protection things in my car, right? Like that's a space where I could be in danger at some point, you know, that Mm -hmm. I'm reliant on other people to keep me safe situations like that, physical protection, but that is not the basis of my protection practice. For me, protection is protection of my energy. Yeah. Keeping it contained, keeping it, you know, bringing it back to me even if I've given energy to something or to someone that I want to call back, that feels like a form of protection. It's not so much the assumption that there are people hexing me and cursing me and I need to deflect that. It's really, to me, very close to grounding. I don't know if that's Mm. how it feels to you as well. For me, I think of it as energetic boundaries that Mm -hmm. help me maintain the authority I have over my energy. That is a really great way of saying what I was trying to say. So thank you for (laughs) doing that. (laughs) 
Because I think I hear a lot of times from people, there's fear that if they don't do protection, then dark energy is going to come in, bad spirits are going to come in, bad things are going to happen, bad luck, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really think that's the case. You can agree to disagree. I think that is so uncommon for most of the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. There are certainly times where that could be a part of the path that you're walking, but I think it's it's rare. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times most of us are doing some form of protection work without even realizing it. And so just adding that layer of intention to it can, if that helps you feel more comfortable when you're like, I'm thinking about like journey work and like channeling and things like that. Like, yeah, like sometimes you can encounter dark things, but it's like you're always the authority of your energy. So if you start to feel that, you just pull out. You know, Mm -hmm. like nothing can come into your space and take away your autonomy like that. And I think that's the first thing that I want to get across is that when we're talking about protection rituals, we're not talking about like guarding yourself from dark entities. We're talking about you staying in your own power, which then inherently will protect you from any of that shit. Step, 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 steps. But also it's going to help support you in maintaining your energy when you're at work or when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and your like racist uncle is being a prick, you know, like that, that protection magic is just as important, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing of what you say with Reiki is like the two minutes a day is better than 60 minutes once a month. A ton of small protection rituals, ingrained protection practices are both equipped, like more than one yeah. intense protection ritual that is intended to protect you from those dark spirits, dark dark entities. If I had a dollar for every time I met someone who thought or felt that something dark was attached to them, and it was really like the anxiety of something being attached to them created, yeah. you know, like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, I could open another store, Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, and I've never once met someone that I felt had something negative attached to them or had been cursed or hexed. Mm -hmm. And also, I just this is a caveat and maybe like a sharp right turn, but if someone ever tells you that they feel like you have been cursed or hexed, I just want you to take a second and ask yourself if that person has something to gain from you believing that. Yes. Yes. And if they have something to gain, you are not cursed and you are not hexed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like if someone's like, You've been cursed. Pay me to remove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, For $20, no. I can fix everything. Yeah. No, yeah. Not into that. Mm-hmm. Big, big scam energy. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, I, I, I have worked with people who've had things attached to them, but like, they know, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like I think something's attached to me. It's like, you know, you're like, something feels off. Mm-hmm. I can feel it right here. And then you just, remove it yeah like it's it's very rarely is that thing a demon from the exorcist you know yeah yeah it's it's trauma it's Mm -hmm. other people's energy that you've taken on it's anxiety you know it's usually I work with a lot of people in healthcare, and it's a lot of times it's like carrying the stress of the people that you're working with. So mm-hmm. if you're like a hairdresser and your client is going through a divorce and you're sitting there in their energy, consoling them in your chair, and then you walk away and you still feel that, like, it's not a curse. It's just, 
it's transference, which we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so a little bit of protection magic can help you kind of, it's almost like putting your shields up so that your energy field is less permeable so that that transference, you're a more aware of it so that you can decide whether or not it happens and B, you can clear it much more quickly. Yes. So let's get into the how. Let's do it. Let's, we got a, we got a bulleted list here. We're going to bing, bang, bongo through them. We're going to go, go, go. All right. You want to start? Yeah. This first one actually came from the person who requested this episode. So thank you so much. We thought this was a great idea that neither of us have done before, but we are going to put it out there to the world. First of all, if you haven't made a protection sigil yet, that is a really easy way to add protection into anything that you're doing. So go back, listen to our sigil episode, make one for protection. Madison literally walks you through how to do it. So easy. But this listener uses their protection sigil and writes it in clear nail polish on their the frame of their windows on their house to protect their house. And I thought that is so brilliant. That is so smart. And I've started doing it on everything. <laughs> Anything that I can get clear nail polish off of, mm-hmm. clear nail polish is on. <laughs> <laughs> this is also something that you could do on mirrors if you do any form of scrying, people use mirrors. It depends on your belief system. Some people view mirrors as portals. Mm-hmm. So if you're using a mirror to scry, that's a great, great use for the clear nail polish because it doesn't impact your view. Yeah. Or you could even just draw it with your finger. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the clear, I don't know, something about the clear nail polish really gets me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought that was great. <laughs> So next on our list, we're going back to the crystals. I know we just finished up our crystal series a few episodes ago, but crystals are a really great, easy form of protection. Mm -hmm. I very much see them as like a set it and forget it. I put black tourmaline everywhere. It is just my favorite grounding stone. Somebody actually asked recently why black tourmaline over other protective crystals. And I think really for me, it's just that it looks different than other crystals. Like I like a little texture. So if you feel more drawn to obsidian or to smoky quartz, go for it. Any dark crystal. Yeah. Really any color magic really comes in with the crystals in a very easy way. Like if you're ever struggling to know or remember what a crystal is good for, calling back on color magic, you're usually in the ballpark. Yeah. I like black tourmaline to protect the home. I will set my energy with black tourmaline. I think we talked about this in in the spiritual morning rituals episode. I really like uh, for for those circumstances that like you're taking on other people's stress, like the hairdresser, the healthcare worker, the teachers, the nurses, any of you, wearing jet is great. Jet is a very lightweight black crystal. It's actually technically like a, a wood, like it's made from wood. It's like a very, we were just talking about this. It's like something to do with the sea. I can't remember the logistics of it. <laughs> I have to Google it now. <laughs> but I always describe jet as the crystal equivalent of the phrase, I'm rubber, your glue. What bounces off me sticks to you. So it's kind of like if people are throwing their energy at you, jet almost like deflects it. So you can wear this like if you are working with people, if you're working with clients, if you're working in healthcare, if you're a therapist, a teacher, right? Like anything where you are responsible for other people's stress or helping people sort through their own emotional stuff, wearing something like jet 
is a great way to protect your energy. I always combine it with rose quartz because then rose quartz also helps you refuel your like compassion reserves so you don't get like compassion fatigue as easily. So those two are my recommendations. Okay. I've found from the crystalcouncil.com, Jet has an organic origin having been created through decaying wood under extreme pressure. There are two different forms of jet, soft jet and hard jet. Soft jet occurs when carbon is compressed with fresh water and hard jet forms with compressed carbon and salt water. There we go. So it's a wood that started to decay in water and then got squished. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) And honestly, I think that's what makes it so protective is it because it has the elements of earth and water in them. So it's like Mm -hmm. water is so cleansing and earth is so grounding. And I think that's why it, for me, it's the most effective stone for protection in my opinion, but I also like black tourmaline. So I've actually never had jet before. I found it quite difficult to find. I've -hmm. only seen it once and in like a bag of tumbles at a show. And now you've sold me. So now I'm going to have to find some. One of my favorite practices for protection, I know, I know, I was just tooting your horn, Madison, but toot, 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 toot. (laughs) I love using oils for protection. So if you didn't know, Madison has a whole line of spell oils that are fucking fantastic, but she also has a whole line of cleanse and protect stuff. There's like a ritual kit, there's an oil, there's a candle, there's spell mounts, I think. There's a couple other things. I'm not sure. Mm Mm-hmm. But the oils are great. I use the oil. I actually just bought a second one so I can keep one in my car for protection. Um, But any of the oils are great and you can put them on your body with the protection sigil. And now it's like you have creativity and inspiration and protection or abundance and protection. So I'll use them that way. But I really, really like the cleanse and protect oil when I am going into crowded spaces. So if I'm going to the mall, when I went to the Taylor Swift movie, if I'm going to you know a place I know that's going to be really busy, that is the oil that I am rubbing on my wrists and behind my ears. Yeah, Cleanse and Protect is my go-to as well. I feel like sometimes I sound like just a broken record of like an ad for my own stuff, but it is genuinely because it's like all I use. Yeah. And it's because I made it in my own image of that I love it. (laughs) You know, I wouldn't put something out that I didn't like. And so that's what my house is filled with is healing hedgewood candles and oils and melts and kits as Molly gestures wildly. possibly know. (laughs) Molly gestures wildly behind her to all of her candles. (laughs) The view that Madison has is like literally it could be a storefront for the Healing Hedgewitch. Like that's how – if anyone saw my Instagram stories this weekend, you know this. But I love them. A reminder that our podcast listeners can get 20% off their first order with the code MAGIC that will be in the show notes. Yes. Anyways, something that I really love about the oils and using any essential oil blend is that they do layer really well because what I found through – we do like a create your own spell candle class at the store – And so I I get to smell a lot of like what other people have made and people put together things that I would never think to put together. Essential oils really do just find a way to work well together. And so Mm -hmm. I never really have to worry too much about the smells being too overpowering or Mm -hmm. like clashing in a weird way. I've just found that nature works. And so if you like to work with essential oils, like experiment with making your own blends. It is one, so much fun. And two, I just don't feel like you can really go wrong with a mishmash of intentions. Like it just really does find a way of like working out. Yeah. And you could make any oil blend and then draw your protection sigil on it. Now it's got that protective intention to it. 
Easy peasy. Ever since you introduced me to sigils, I feel like I've become a sigil menace. I'm just like, you get a sigil. You get a sigil. Everybody gets a sigil. I love it. I I love this monster I've created. <laughs> Watching you like go full force into like your witch power is so fun. I love it. <laughs> I've got a sigil on my chapstick right here. Oh, I remember when you told you made me a whole voice note about how you felt so called to put a sigil on your chapstick. You were like, I'll be right back. I have a great idea for a sigil. If you'd like to join me, I'm going to put sigil on my chapstick. I was like, you go, best. Great for protection magic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even transition right now. I like how we went from sigils to something else back to sigils. It's like we're gonna just we're just gonna keep going back to sigils and use oils for your sigils and maybe draw a sigil while you meditate. <laughs> That's my uh, transition. Okay. okay, so this next bullet, Madison had me write down the thing my mom taught me, and I don't mm-hmm. know what this is, so I'm excited. This if you're listening you might have heard this practice before. I don't think this is a revolutionary practice, but I was a really sensitive kid. <laughs> As a shock shocking. to no one. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a shocking turn of events, I was a sensitive kid. And I took on, I felt responsible for people's feelings all the time. Like I took on what other people were. I was hypervigilant mm. and I was taking on what other people were experiencing and feeling. And their reactions Mm -hmm. to things. And I don't know how old I was. I must have been like maybe 12 or 13 when my mom taught me this visualization practice. So I want you to sit and think about which of the four elements you feel most strongly called to. My mom taught me this practice with like a great white light. I prefer to use something elemental. So if light feels more your jam, you can use light. I will oftentimes swap between water and fire. Okay, it's earth, water, fire. What's the fourth Air. one? Air. Air. Got it. <laughs> I knew someone. I knew someone would have that question. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Uh-uh, definitely wasn't you. I was like earth, wind, and fire. Earth, wind, and mm-hmm. fire. What's the fourth <laughs> one? <laughs> I love that band. Anyways, so once you have your element, I'm gonna go with water today. You're going to imagine a great wave of water encasing your energy. Hmm. And it's going to become an energetic shield. Mm. This is a practice that I do. I'll sit and I'll meditate and I'll really like, I'll get really specific with it. You know, I'll hear the roaring of the wave. I'll hear the crackling of the fire. I'll hear the, you know, the tussle of the earth Mm -hmm. as it builds up around me. And its job is to protect me. Its job is to keep my energy contained and also to keep other people's energy out. And I'll speak this intention to the water or the fire or the earth or the air. Sometimes when I'm feeling really in my like bad bitch era, it'll be a wall of darkness. Mm. You know, just pure dark protective energy. I love that. But I find the elements are easiest to work with because they're really easy to visualize. Mm -hmm. And that light or that element or that dark is just going to like it's going to be there until you let it go away. And so I'll mm-hmm. do this before I leave the house in the morning, especially like through the weekend. Mm-hmm. During the anniversary weekend, I would sit in the morning and put up my put up my earth shield, 
put up my fire shield, my water shield, whatever shield, sit with it for a minute, speak my intention to it, and then let the visualization fall away and just know and trust that it's still there. Yeah. And throughout the day, checking in on that shield. If you're around a lot of intense energy, where are there, you know, where are there cracks in the shield? Where can mm-hmm. I give more energy to the shield? Where do I feel like I've let it slip? Mm-hmm. Have I, you know, renounced it entirely because I want to pick up somebody's energy so bad? You know, like that's, I find myself doing that a lot of, yeah. it's for a lot of people, I think it's instinctual to pick up what other people are carrying. Mm-hmm. And so like having that visualization practice to go back to, that was really helpful to me as a kid and remains mm-hmm. really helpful to me now. So that's the thing my mom taught me. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. I love meditation for protection because there's literally a million different ways you can do it, right? Like mm-hmm. you could visualize roots sending you down to the earth's core and the energy from the earth core coming up the roots and like burning out any energy that's not yours. Sometimes I'll do a visualization of like the moon above you and the light from the full moon coming down into your body and filling you up with that protective energy of the moon. Um, A lot of times I find Reiki to be so, so protective, right? We talked about transference in the spiritual cleansing episode, but as a recap, it's basically like when your energy is affected by the energy of the people and the environment around you. And that is, you're especially sensitive to that when you are in a lower state, when you are in a state of stress, fatigue, tired, achy, et cetera, right? Like just like a really slow vibration on a cellular level. And so Reiki, because it helps you speed up that vibration, helps you raise that frequency. It's naturally really protective. So one of the ways that I'll use it for my clients is oftentimes I'll end a session by having them visualize a light in the space of their heart and inviting Reiki to expand that light. So it fills their whole body, clearing any dark, clearing anything that's stagnant, clearing anything that's not theirs, and then expanding even beyond their body and filling the space around them. Sometimes it'll even go as far as like wrapping around the planet, you know, depending on um, what I'm feeling in the energy. But if you just do Reiki for yourself every morning, that that is protective in and of itself because you are raising your frequency. You are speeding up the vibration of your energy, which naturally starts to repel lower frequencies around you. That's the coolest thing to me about meditation and about Reiki is that it, like, we could just put a blanket statement at the beginning of every low effort blank rituals of like, yes, meditation and Reiki works for this too. You know, it really is just like (laughs) such a transferable skill. I know. That's why I'm obsessed with it. That's why I'm obsessed with it. That's why I teach it because I'm like, you can use it for freaking everything. Mm -hmm. And it only takes a couple of minutes. Easy peasy. It's the lowest of low effort. It's the lowest of low effort. (laughs) Make that a jingle. (laughs) All right. I'm going to let you take this next bullet point because this is right now your current hyper focus. This is my hyper focus. Simmer pots, specifically for protection. These are great. I I know I was just talking on my Instagram. I got this like desktop simmer pot. It's like a tiny little cauldron that hangs above a tea light. I'm obsessed with it. We'll leave a link to it in the uh, It's really the cute. Notes. I want one so bad. It was like $8. I couldn't say no. Uh, so that would be a really good one if like you can't stand around your kitchen all day. But people keep asking me for protection simmer pots. 
And generally speaking, you can make any simmer pot protective. You just add like a protective ingredient to it. So I add salt to every single one of my simmer pots. If you watch my videos on Instagram, you know this. And that is for protection. So that intention is layered in. And it's really easy. Like I guarantee you, you probably have salt on hand and you can just put that into whatever simmer pot you're making and make it protective. But if you want to make a simmer pot solely for the intention of protection, clove, lemon, rosemary, salt, all really protective ingredients that are easy to find. And the cool part is like, these ingredients you can add to any working. So if you are looking for an essential oil blend, right? Like maybe a lemon, maybe a rosemary, maybe a clove. If you are doing some candle magic, you could sprinkle a little rosemary on that candle, right? If you're making a spell jar, you could combine those four things, right? And so once you start to see some of the patterns and like, oh, these ingredients have a natural protective quality to them, you can start to weave them into other areas of your practice. Maybe like sprinkle some salt in your shoes before you leave the house or whatever. And if you're into any other kind of kitchen witchery, you can make quite literally any recipe for anything that you eat ever a protection spell because what are you not putting salt in? Yeah. You know, add a little bit of rosemary, add a little bit to lemon. Those are such like versatile ingredients. Yeah, lemon water in the morning. Boom. Mm -hmm. Set the intention to protect your energy. Mm -hmm. A little salt in your soup. There you go. Mm -hmm. Stir it in with a sigil since we're bringing it back to sigils every single time apparently. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Next on our list is one of my favorite methods of protection magic, color magic. And that is because I have one color in my color palette in my closet and that's black. (laughs) (laughs) It is half utilitarian. A little bit a uh, creature of habit, a little bit mm-hmm. I can't match anything to save my life. So I just, you know, we make it easy. And there's also protective elements. If you've, we've talked about color magic a little bit before, black is a protective color. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to just like incorporate to into anything. If you paint your nails using black nail polish, putting it on your nails or your toenails, or <laughs> I still think about when I used it on those freaking ant traps. <laughs> if you listened a couple of weeks ago, I had an ant situation, um, which they have not come back. Thank you very much. And I used black nail polish on the ant traps. I drew a sigil in black nail polish. So I had my intention. I had color magic. I had sigil magic. And I had nail polish, which bringing it back to our very first. <laughs> <laughs> love love a good nail polish sigil. I love it. But it had that added level of black as color magic. Yeah. And this doesn't have to be like a big piece of clothing. It could be a ring. Mm -hmm. It could be an earring. It could be a scrunchie on your wrist. Mm -hmm. It could be a hair tie. Even just like the black elastic. Yeah, exactly. Shoes. Mm -hmm. Shoelaces. Let's just name different. Belt. Belt. Oh, what's another one? Uh, Nose ring. You can wear black underwear. Nobody (gasps) needs to know. Oh my God, you're so right. (laughs) Black socks. Yes. One black sock if you're me today. (laughs) One black sock. Black and white striped socks. Then you have like purification and protection. There you go. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. That was a good one. That was really good. That was really good. That's another place. Right, the next one. Sorry. No, yeah, go. No, go. go. You go. You. No, you. That's a, no, 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 you hang up. <laughs> Clothing and color magic is another great place where it's like really fun to 
incorporate different like mismatch intentions of like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got my green socks on for abundance and I've got my black jacket on for protection and I've got my white underwear on for purification and I've got my yellow shoes on for creativity and let's see how many other things I can, what kind of horrible outfit I can make. <laughs> yellow <laughs> shoes with green socks. I don't know. I don't know you in your style. Uh, sure. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) The next one on our list that you and I are both obsessed with is candle magic. You're a little bit more elaborate, I feel like, with your candles than I am. I just buy your candles and then light them (laughs) and call it good. (laughs) I feel like I have a pretty equal balance of like just like my set it and forget it type situation with the Hedgewitch spell candles. And then I do... That is one of the areas of my practice where I do like to sit. I think it's because we've talked about this before, how I need a really tactile form mm. of meditation, of ritual work. And when I – like using my hands for candles, it's really what it is. I am so Gen Z. I'm so sorry. I need something where I can't use my phone. Yeah. <laughs> I need something where my hands get just a little bit gross so that if I touch anything else, like I'm making a mess. And so carving into a candle, getting a little bit of wax in my fingers, that's perfect because it's like not that weird of a sensory experience. Like it's not super noticeable, but I don't want to pick up another task. You know, like it keeps me centered. That's why I love pottery so much. But I love to carve into a candle. I love to dress a candle with oil and herbs. And I also love it because dressing a candle can mean anything. It can mean, Mm -hmm. you know, throwing like a little bit of salt on there. It can mean just carving my intention into the side. It can be putting some of my cleanse and protect oil on it. That's another pro tip is if you take the little rollerball out, put a little bit on your fingers and put it on that way. I don't even take the rollerball out. I just rub the rollerball oh, on my fingers. That's Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to take it out because I will spill it everywhere. <laughs> the thing I love about candle magic is no one else knows what the candle is for but me. So it feels like this mm-hmm. cool little like secret with myself you know like I I've been really into like dressing my own candles lately I've been really into making spell jars with Mm -hmm. dressed candles Mm -hmm. like to seal them and it's cool because like I have all these candles that like I know what they mean I know what this candle does and you and I actually have on both sides of the screen a podcast candle Mm -hmm. that we have used for the last couple of months to like protect and also grow the podcast and it's like it's worked extremely yeah. well, like to the point where I'm like, all right, everything's <laughs> candle magic now. <laughs> like I'm fully on board we are with it. in with the candle magic. <laughs> yeah. And I love that it's also something that doesn't have to be super out there of like, this is a spell I'm doing, you know, like people love candles. People yeah. love pretty things. I especially love like people, there mm-hmm. are some, I love small businesses that will actually like encase the dressings in wax. If you've ever seen those like taper Mm. candles that have herbs inside the wax somehow, that's something I would love to do. When I run out of things to do, I'm going to learn and I'll teach you. Uh, So I'll see you in 2026 (laughs) with my dress candle line. (laughs) But they're gorgeous and they don't scream, at least to Mm -hmm. me, I guess. Maybe I'm like used to seeing things that are super, super witchy. Like, you know, somebody sees a spell jar covered in wax with bits and pieces in it like that's clearly oh that's witchcraft but a pretty candle it doesn't have to look like you're announcing to the world this is yeah. a spell that I'm doing it's something that I would feel comfortable having around with someone in my house that I didn't you know want to super talk about my spiritual practice with it's a little bit yeah. more low-key 
And then another really great way to use candle magic in your protection practice is to use candles as offerings. So if you have an ancestor altar or if you feel connected to your spirit team, lighting a candle for them, I often will view lighting a candle as like, that's my sign of I'm opening communication. I have something I'd like to say. I'd love to hear your response, you know, that sort of thing of like when this candle's lit, I'm making a plea, I guess. (laughs) You know what I just realized? Oh my God, this might be a deep cut, but so in the theater, most theaters have a Mm. ghost light. Are you familiar Mm -hmm. with this? I have heard of this. It's a light that you leave on all the time basically to like, like protect the show from ghosts messing with it basically. Um, or like to appease the ghosts of the theater. And this is exactly what, this is the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, it's an offering. It's an offering. <laughs> yeah, it's saying here, here's some light. Go, like, you know, you can have, the theater can be lit for but you. But it's also protection. Yeah. That's like, the ghost light is exactly what you're talking about. It's a low effort protection ritual. Oh my God, you could just do that. Like, I have a, I have um a nightlight down in my living room. It's a salt lamp nightlight. I'm going to go put the intention that that is protection and just Mm -hmm. leave it on all the time like a ghost light. That's a really good idea. I love that. This just blew my mind. Like that connection. Mm -hmm. So when I first moved into my apartment, there was a light. I still, I cannot explain it to this day. None of the switches turned it off. (laughs) Like and I don't, I just don't, I don't know. It must've been miswired somehow, but I don't know how it stayed on. Like I just, it makes no sense. Right. But there was just this light in my living room that was on all the time. And that's how I made peace with it. Mm. Cause it was very annoying. And I was yeah. like, okay, like this is just a ghost pers- light. Like, yeah. It's my ghost light. It's my protective light, you know, eternal night light. That's okay. And then one day just the bulbs died and I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't get over this. I'm watching you. I'm watching the connections form in your brain. It's really fun. I feel like my whole life, I was like, wow, spirit's really been leading me to this path for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, and though, you know, it's funny. I actually read about that very recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I just like randomly saw somebody talking about what a ghost light is and why they exist and why they're in theaters. Yeah. It's like one of those things that like even even like because I've been in theater my entire life and obviously I was a skeptic for, you know, over 20 years. I never question the ghost light. You don't question the ghost light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah, it's the, it's the ghost light. It's the yeah, sure. It's the ghost, ghost light. Yeah. Got to give the light to the theater ghosts. Yeah. It's an offering, an offering of light. So same different. I offer that light through the form of a candle to my spirit team or my ancestors. And this is another one of those things that I could, you know, you can ask for whatever you'd like to ask for. Like if you'd like their assistance with a spell, if you're manifesting or if you want some guidance on something, you know, any of those things. But you can say, hey, everybody, this weekend is going to be a really big weekend. I'm going to be around a lot of people. Like, could you just help me keep my energy in? Mm -hmm. Help me uphold those energetic boundaries. You know, if you could just be there with me, helping to protect me through this. It's a really easy, simple way. And just like with chime candles or tea light candles, it doesn't have to be a huge dressed 14-day candle. It can be something small. It can be something that'll go out in a couple hours. That's why I love a chime candle is that I can usually be there from start to finish. I don't have to put it out. I can just let the whole thing go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I still can't get over this. (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) – 
how you look is how I usually look of just like the the dazed and like, oh, wow, absorbing all of the information. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Next one on our list are spell jars. And we have a request in the in the queue to make a whole episode about spell jars. But essentially what they are are jars. Shocking. I know that are filled with herbs, sometimes oils, sometimes crystals, sometimes pieces of paper with like your intentions or sigils. You put whatever you want in there for protection and then you seal it up with a candle and you can keep it on your desk, keep it on your altar, carry it around with you, whatever you want to do with it. They're really fun to make. I love a spell jar. Watching you get really into spell jars has like re reignited my love for them. This is my this is my next hyperfixation. <laughs> and you can get huge sets of those little jars. Yeah. They're very inexpensive. It's it's yeah. low effort and low cost, in my yeah. opinion. And it just doesn't take much to fill them. It's one of my favorite things because it it they're small but mighty, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of energy in them because it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. It's not a lot of energy because it takes a lot of effort or because it's difficult to do. It's mm-hmm. because there are lots of small choices. And for some people, this might like go outside of the realm of what you would consider low effort. We wanted to include it because they can be really low effort. You know, you could just write your intention on a piece Mm -hmm. of paper and stick it in a jar. Put some salt in it. You're done. And there you go. You know, it can be, it can be elaborate. Like all the things we talk about, you can build on them and make them elaborate and do, you know, lots of complex things with them. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to. Yeah. I like them because they remind me of when I was a kid and I used to make potions in my bathroom with all the different mm-hmm. shampoos. Yep. It's exactly that. Like it itches that mm-hmm. itch of my inner child where I'm just like, mm, I'm just making a concoction. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a witch in a forest. Stir- <laughs> boil, boil, toil and trouble. That's not how it goes. But they are, they're very, very fun. It's very much like a – I'm not like a crafty person. I like low effort crafts because I can't commit to anything. And these mm-hmm. are fun because you can make them in like five minutes. And then I just have a bunch on my desk right now. And again, like the dress candles, only I know what they mean. <laughs> so yeah, that's our list. A couple others that we thought of that we could just rattle off is we've talked about Florida water before. We've talked about – Moon water, you could take your simmer pot and turn it into a room spray. You could do Reiki on your bathroom spray, right? Like there's so many different options for protection. Really, the sky is the limit. And our hope is that this episode gave you a lot of good ideas. And if so, send us a DM. Let us know what your favorite protection ritual is. If you have one that we didn't name, we would love to hear it as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. If you want to learn more about us, you can find all our links in the show notes. We'd love to know what you think of today's episode. So drop us a review or give us a shout out on social media. And don't forget to let us know your magical moment of the week. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.